Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. This is your host, Nadia Fleury. And today is episode number 19, The Gift of Life. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. In 2016, on Mother's Day, I received a text from my mentor. He said, Hope your Mother's Day honored the you. At the time, when I read this message, it kind of took me by surprise. And it made me think who I am, who I was, who I had become. I knew I was a wife. I knew I was a mom. I knew I had taken a very serious role as being CEO of Avessence, which is a skincare company. However, I did not know who I was. And of course, as you've heard in the last several episodes, I've shared how I've discovered myself. Now, two years later, I had a different kind of Mother's Day. My son is in his senior year in high school, and he was struggling with, with a book report. The night before, he mentioned that he had a report that he needed help with, and I was in two minds if I get involved or not. Intuitively, I felt if he asked, I should at least make myself available. So I chose to spend time with him, and we sat next to each other in his bedroom. What I didn't anticipate was that I had to, in order to help him, I had to read the whole book, or a good portion of it. However, I took the time to really help him the best I could. And by 11 o'clock at night, when everything was done, I saw in his eyes the relief. Something clicked in both of us at the same time. This knowing that mom is always there. It was quite deep in emotion, something deeper than anything else. You see, my son always struggled at school having ADD. It was really hard for him to focus on the reading and comprehension of books. He can do many other tasks, but the English, the reading part is a challenge, always been a challenge. So when I receive on Thursday the mention that he has graduated high school, I was so proud of him, so proud of his accomplishment because I know he worked really hard and struggled. And it's really difficult when you're different from the others at school. You kind of put aside your class. It's, it's a, quite a challenge. And um, he managed to go through it, managed to graduate with his high school diploma, which I'm so proud of. Later on, I was thinking about all what has happened in the last 18 years of his life. I was remembering little milestone, like when he managed for the first time to write his name and uh, how he went through kindergarten and first grade how sometimes he would make homework disappear because he did not want to have to do it. 
and stuff like that that kids would do. My favorite was my favorite was when I took the time to lay next to him at night and read a book with him. It's interesting how at a time I felt like I don't have time for this, I'd rather be doing something else. But looking back now, I'm so happy that I took the time to spend reading with him and playing also and just be there. Sometimes it's not about having to sometimes it's not about filling a room with lot of noise is just to know that we are next to each other. I remember other things besides school with him where there was something going on on the roof when he was about four years old and so I, I had climb on the roof of the house which is a two-story house and he needed to follow me. Of course instead of telling him no he couldn't come that is too dangerous I actually taught him how to walk on the roof how to balance himself and it became second nature for him to do these things. When he was about nine years old, we had remodeled the bathroom and we decided to put the heating units in the, in the attic. So we actually climb in the attic together and I taught him how to walk on rafters, which I thought it was pretty cool. I learned later on that that's not what other mothers were doing with their kids. One thing I knew from a long time ago, I don't know where I got this idea, but I did not want to raise my son with having fear. I did not want him to feel that things are dangerous in life. If I can do it, he can do it also. Of course, I would not put him in front of something dangerous, like in the middle of the street. This is not what I'm talking about. But what I did not want him to do is grow in fear of trying something new. And it pays off because now I'm looking at him and he's really into his element as a man. And, you know, he's looking forward to move to college and do all these things. So it's pretty cool to watch him grow. I'm so proud of all his achievement and how he's no longer a child. He's no longer a baby. Um, another time I remember telling him, I hope you guys are going to laugh about this because I think it's hilarious. However, my neighbor did not think it was hilarious. I think at that time, Matthew was about 13. And I said to him, my job is to set rules. And his job is to figure out how to go around my rules or break my rules. And where I was going with that is, again, with the idea that you can expand, as in like, well, now I'm not saying to break rule and start doing drugs and things like that. This was not what the context I was in with my son. It was more, I want him to push further the boundaries, because if you would notice what has been created over the last 50 years, when the person was creating something, the people around would normally say, but it's never been done before, so it's impossible. And the people work on these things, and, and pushing boundaries is what brings innovation. And I want my son to grasp that innovation or pushing boundaries was welcome in my world. It's a different state of mind from the norm, 
So there's more to come, of course, because he's just starting his new life as an adult. However, in the best of my knowledge, I gave him the best tool, which is the right for emancipation, the right for him to expand his wing and know that it's okay. Another thing I did with him is um, two years ago, I set up that he take the plane by himself. That's something else that I want him to experience empowerment and not feeling afraid to travel all by himself. And from that point on, he's capable of taking the plane, take a Uber when he needs to, and he just moves around. So it's, again, it's all about empowerment. It's all about setting standards and the underlying of what many individuals suffers the most is fear. And that's the one thing I did not want to raise my son with the idea that then you can't do this and you can't do that. Only time will tell if what I did is the right thing. But so far, it has yielded really good results. And from my perspective, what I'm so proud of, of it all is... Through the same journey, I also discovered myself. I'm just in awe of the beauty. When we let things happen and we, instead of holding on to old paradigm, we let go and embrace new shift. It's quite amazing what can be done and what can be created. All that said, I came across an, an old book that I had read about 10 years ago, and it's called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And I just grabbed a, a chapter, like I just opened the book in the middle and came across a chapter that's called Your Primary Aim. It's chapter 12. It's very interesting what he says in the book, which I think... Um, it's part of this topic here of pushing the boundaries further. And it also ties in with the stuff I mentioned in the past podcast. For example, he explains that the first order of business on your agenda is you. And what do you want to become? Who do you wish to be? Whatever you choose, whatever you decide of your life, your work has to match that and not the other way around. So your primary aim, your life at your funeral, what would you wish people to say about you? What would you wish that you have accomplished? Here's what the question is putting it more eloquently in his book. So I'm just going to quote, before you start a business or before you change any major plan, these questions should be pondered upon. What do you wish my life to look like? How do I wish my life to be on a day-to-day -day basis? How would I like to be with other people in my life? My family, my friends, my business associate. And the idea is to reverse engineer, as in like, start with the end in mind and reverse back. Where do you want your life to end? How would it look like? And then step back and say, okay, how do I get there? The key here is to live a life with full of meanings and happiness. And the only way to achieve that is to 
commit of something that will make you happy. A while back, I had a conversation with one of my brother and he said, well, maybe I should start my own business. I said, make sure that you love what you're going to start because you might be doing it for the next five years without any results. And if you don't love it, you will stop. And this is really the key. Now I totally understand why you need to love what you do. Because when it gets tough, when it gets difficult, when it gets challenging, if you don't love it, it's so easy to let go. So easy to just say, nah, I'm not doing this. And then you start all over again. Now, there's nothing wrong in saying, okay, now that I know what I know, it's time for me to quit this because it's no longer suiting me and I'm leaving and starting a new fresh journey. Pivoting is a good thing. However, if you keep pivoting every six months, then something may not be aligned with what you're looking for. One of the interesting thing with the emit is that it kind of go full circle for me to come across this book because I've read this 10 years ago and even to this day, it is suggested from in the business world to read it again. And it's interesting when I hear people say, oh, I don't know about this book. I never read it. And I'm like, wow, that was one of my first books that I started with. So gradually, that's my take on it. The universe has shaped me in certain way. Like when I could not afford any mentors and I could not afford coaches and trainers, I was reading business book that was starting to shape my mind and my ability to think and discern for myself what is the right next step. And as later on, the book didn't, I mean, there come a time where you need a bit more than just the book, although a book is a really good starting point, especially when you do the work, when an author is asking you to visualize uh, your brand feel for, uh, let's say, whatever you're working on, well, you've got to go do the homework. If you just read the book cover to cover, but you don't do the exercise suggested in the book, then it will not yield as good results. And I remember with the EMIT, I did work very hard in creating my standards. Like I remember even in before I even had the first business, I remember asking a friend of mine, how do you incorporate a business? How do you start a business, like creating the entity? And it was something to me that looks huge and almost unachievable. And now, I'm not saying I'm in the business of creating entities. However, it's something that I'm so, it's no longer my worry because I know who I need to talk to to get these things done. As you grow, the challenge gets a little bit more challenging. Like when it comes to, um, like imagine, for example, if you're a private company and you decide to go public, well, you get an idea that there's a lot of things to be addressed when a company chooses to go public. It may take two to three years of setting up the, the paperwork in order to get to that level. I'm actually heading that way. This is like a dream of mine to just say, I want, what if, Avesans become public one day. I, I, I have that in my mind. 
already and it has already been in my mind for the last five years. So I'm pretty open to letting the universe surprise me. When we keep our mind open like that, miracles happen. It's quite amazing. So I'm hoping that this podcast helped you see things from different lenses and maybe asking deeper questions as to where you're heading. And if you are happy, great. If you are not, what do you wish to do instead? What are the next three steps to change so that you have a better tomorrow? I know this is deep and it's not always easy to find the answer. Just know that everything starts with your thoughts. And I will talk more about your thoughts on the next podcast. Stay open and happy and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. If you have any questions or comments, you can always reach me at this email address, ask at nadiafleury.com.